Hi, everybody. Welcome to Rum and Cinema. Today, we're going to be having a spirited debate. I think it's going to be spirited about the Snyder Cut Justice League. We're going to try to make this our shortest episode because in order to listen to this, you have to watch the Snyder Cut, which is four hours long and has three epilogues it and didn't, two it didn't prequels. It didn't feel like four hours. Sure didn't. Felt much shorter. I agree with you. A, a spirited, uh, debate, we're about... a spirited debate, yet we've chosen <laughs> no spirit. Uh-huh. We'll also be talking about uh, if we recast Apollo 13 with Muppets. So, Muppets in a Space Shuttle. That's our, that's our episode this week. <laughs> uh, you know when you say Nate, it out loud. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, skip past this part and listen to the rest. Nate and Jake, how are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. You know, we're... I feel like we're coming up on the the actual tail end of quarantine. So it's weird because, like, yeah. you know, like for the past year, people talk about, oh, you know, when, when quarantine's over and this is... But now, like, you actually stop and think, yeah, when quarantine's over. Because we're, we're getting mm-hmm. We're getting there. I have to, like, write a whole book. I have to write a novel. That's why I kept saying when a quarantine starts, like, oh, well, it's time to do stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you kidding me? Now, you, now you're up on your deadline of quarantine yeah. being over to fiddle all your goals. <laughs> now I'm actually going to do it. Yeah. I, I'm looking forward to actually going to a movie in theaters. Are you? I am, really. Well, see, yeah. I, 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 I am too. Because like, I, I miss the experience, but on the other hand, like, if they could keep releasing stuff to HBO also, please yeah. keep doing yeah. that. Yeah, give us because, the option. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want, I want to see all these movies in theaters. I'd even pay like 10 bucks extra just for that, that movie. Because I'm going to pay that much more than that to go see it. Yeah. It depends on the movie. I don't know if we we talked about this last time, uh, but the two movies that Disney Plus charge an extra thirty dollars for, I'd be willing to pay an extra ten dollars. I'm not paying thirty dollars uh, for any yeah. movie, uh, but, but especially like, not for those ones. But like, uh, uh, like two two like adult children who are married to each other, watching. Disney Plus movies are not their like you and Taylor are not their core audience. You know what I mean? Like they're I, not shooting for you. I think that they very much are. I we're not the we're not over fifty percent of the audience, but they no. they're making those movies for those people. You're too. the ones that when you walk into the theater, all the parents are like, "Who are they with?" <laughs> but they're they're like recouping four to five tickets per viewing is what they're thinking right like two or three kids both parents like they got to make up more than like kong versus godzilla i hear you yo kong versus godzilla yeah god awful we'll talk about that soon i'm sure uh i haven't seen it but i'm pretty sure i agree with you i'm glad now we have to find a movie that uh what that you and Jake agree on versus me and we can all have a two-on-one hate session with a particular movie well, let's get into it then. Uh, we're going to talk about the Snyder Cut. Jake, let's start with you. Yes. What did you think about the Snyder Cut? So, uh, so I'm going to I'm going to preface this because I feel like I need to give background into my my DC past. So, um, I really don't know like the staples of DC um, as well as I know more, and I'm no Marvel expert, but you know, but I I know quite a bit more about Marvel. Um, I, I never did DC Comics. I never saw any of the DC animated shows. Um, and I haven't really caught up or, you know, maintained with the DC cinematic universe. Uh, I've seen, like, Wonder Woman and the Dark Knight trilogy, and that's it. So this uh, Justice League... And I didn't see the original Justice League either. Uh, so the Snyder Cut was my... That life. is an interesting perspective. Yes. Yeah. So... So the huh. Snyder Cut the was... The only person yeah. Yeah. in the world. <laughs> yeah. I actually started it, the original Justice League, and but I, I watched it... Um, I had just finished uh, binging like, some of the better Marvel movies because I had just gotten Disney+. Plus. So, so I went back and rewatched some of the best old Marvel movies, and then I'm like, oh, I never saw Justice League. And then <laughs> I made it like 20 minutes in and then I quit. That's about right. But um, that's how far uh, Zack Snyder made it. Yeah. So, <laughs> but the Snyder cut, I very much enjoyed it. I thought it was really good, um, and it definitely kindled some excitement for future DC projects. 
So I'll, I, that, that's just my introduction to it and my overall thoughts. Can we, can we attach a gif of Ben's smug eyebrows <laughs> to the podcast? That, that was, yeah. There it is. Yeah, that's... Nate, how do you feel about this movie? Yeah, Brief so overview. I, we'll I, get into it. I, yeah, I'm guessing people will guess from all of our interactions so far. I was not a big fan of this movie. I, particularly the first hour and a half to two hours of this movie, I think you could cut almost all of it. That's my main problem with the movie. I, I think it's much better than the original Justice League. I liked basically all of the Cyborg editions. Uh, Steppenwolf was greatly improved, but I don't think a single solo scene with Aquaman or Wonder Woman that was in this movie was in any way necessary. Uh, and I think when you combine that with like the long, drawn-out scenes... The weird music choices, that's one of my biggest complaints. And yeah, the and all the slow-mo. Like this movie was four hours long. That's all that's what everyone talks about. That's the tagline. But it could have been two and a half hours long, and I would have I would give it another like couple stars if it was two and a half really? hours long. Yeah. Like I, I just I'm not a busy guy, but four hours is still a long time. <laughs> Fair. That, that's my uh, my main. We we can get into more details, but that's I, my say, main review. It's it's too long. Uh, there's a good movie in there, I think. With, with regards to the length, I feel like that was almost helped out quite a bit by the fact that I'm watching it on HBO Max at home because I didn't sit down and focus on it and watch it in one sitting. I got you know. Like, I got up, you know, oh, get a drink, grab some food, like, you know, walk around a bit. And and so that was nice to be able to do that. If it was four hours straight in a theater, like, don't get me wrong, the movie would have been, you know, there are a lot of things about that movie that, like, oh, you know, this would be sick in the theater. But four hours in a theater is a long time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's completely, completely untenable. Uh, I, I watched it in parts as well. Uh, did not break change my i mean obviously it's it's better i i it was improved by doing that but still i wish i would have skipped the first to be to be very clear like the first thing i did was i watched the first hour and a half of the movie and that's when i sent i think the initial barrage of text i said and i was <laughs> yeah. so pissed the sec the back half of that movie i enjoyed a lot more uh but if i'm judging the movie as a whole i still have a problem with it hmm. okay so Nate on the dissenting side. Uh, I'm going to say it's better than any Avengers movie I've seen. Not Marvel movie, specific Avengers movie. Yeah, yeah. I still, that's where I, we were really arguing, if that's where we want to uh -huh. get into it. Yeah. That's, that's just lunacy to me. I don't understand. Not because, not specifically coming from a like, Marvel standpoint, Marvel fanboy perspective coming from i don't see point for point how you can compare these movies and say one is better other than maybe visual effects i know you care about that more but any other point i don't see how you could say it's better i think it has a more well thought out plan and execution i, I think see, it has I just, that's my one of my biggest issues with the movie okay. i think it I, has better characters that you can care more about because there's less of them Including still, the villains. That I don't I disagree with you on see, that as well. I, I don't think that's a fair comparison because with like you can't just look at the Avengers as standalone movies when you talk about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, because if you want to talk about, you know, uh, all right. So Thor is maybe not the best example because I know a lot of people <laughs> don't like all the Thor movies. But when you talk about Thor as a character... There's Thor in the Avengers, plus the other three movies, plus cameos in the other movies. Like, it's mm -hmm. the Marvel universe is very much, you know, all cohesive and intertwined. Right. So they had all this time to develop these characters, right? Multiple movies, cameos, and I still think Justice League told a better story with the characters they were given. So, two for me. One. I, I think your criticism is coming maybe for, for Avengers coming more from like Infinity War and Endgame, which 
yeah, obviously that was a problem. Like, Endgame was like a victory lap. There's no time to think about anything. It's completely ridiculous. That's a totally fair criticism. I don't think that applies. The first Avengers is the most apples to apples. It's like six characters versus six characters. Mm-hmm. And I think it's it's completely ludicrous to say that you had more time to care about like these characters. I, I don't I, I don't agree with that. I did. Well and I think that's I was the first Avengers yeah, had like so much wasted time. I know you think that this movie also had wasted time, which I'll give you there's a lot of time in there that maybe isn't necessary, but I watched it in two sittings. But I think the first Avengers movie just felt like just like this, let's show off all the powers we have kind of thing, right? It was more individual showcases of power grouped together rather than a cohesive story to try to solve a problem, right? Like I just they, want, like, yeah. I haven't seen the Avengers in uh, probably Same. three or four years. Uh, yeah. But going through point by point, like the character arcs of the mo- Avengers, I just like thought about it before this. Uh, sure. There is the... Tony Stark versus Captain America. That's their main arc in the movie mm-hmm. is which one the is going to be Avengers. the leader in the first Avengers. Yeah. Yeah. Basically yeah, yeah. like the plot is someone steals MacGuffin. Uh, th- that's the plot of both of these movies. Someone steals MacGuffin and they need to get together to, to bring them apart. Uh, like Tony Stark's an asshole. Uh, he's an arrogant asshole. Doesn't think he needs a team. Captain America wants a team, but doesn't agree, like, is a fish out of water, doesn't understand. They have to figure out how to work together. The Hulk has just been trying to hide and wants to be left alone and is terrified of his powers. Thor is just a weird asshole. Uh, And, again, doesn't think he needs to be on a team. Uh, I disagree with that one. But but, uh, my question is, so all of them have to overcome those things to work together as a team. I want to hear the same thing for the Justice League because I don't think any of these characters changed except for Cyborg. I So the Flash didn't have a place to be. He didn't feel accepted anywhere. His powers were more of a... Mm, I, want to, I want to call it science experiment, but that's not the right word or phrase. Okay, but it's okay, more of like a his, novelty. The Flash's whole thing is resolved by Batman saying... I'm, I want to put together a team. And the Flash going, I'm in. Is it, though? Yes. He de- yes I, don't, I don't think he develops any more after that, other than his, his oh, said, oh, by the way, we need we need this, you know, we need to turn around this plot. Okay, here's my magic no drawbacks power. That no drawbacks. Was there? He yeah. seemed concerned about using it, and then he used it, and there was no drawbacks. Yeah, there's that... There's stuff like that where the line, he, he says, like, okay, like, don't worry about the drawbacks. And we're like, we don't know what any of that is. There's nothing any... He says, like, time gets weird one time. I'm My gonna... favorite Flash character development line was specifically removed from this movie. The scene where he is <laughs> he is scared. He's like, I've never been in a fight before. I don't know how to do this. And Batman pep talks him. That was my the only part of the Flash character development I liked. And they pulled that out of this movie. It's fair. Yeah, Flash is a flat character, uh, pretty much. I'll give you that. But All right, if you're going to talk about powers, powers not making sense, Avengers, the first Avengers, Hulk can turn on his power. Yeah, we all know that. That's obviously that's that's a, It's silly. I'm not, and I'm it's not critiquing dumb. superhero powers not making sense. I'm talking about characters. We're talking about the story. You just I, said I agree with the, you. the superhero power having no drop. Well, Jake, no, no, I've, no I've, the superhero power not see, having a drop. Well, so yeah, I, we're talking I brought, about a conflict. I brought that up. At, yeah, okay. in, in terms of in terms of the flash having no, it, I like the flash. He was funny and stuff, but uh, I like, I, I actually agree with Nate on this. This, the cyborg was easily the best character in this hundred percent. Um, yeah. you know, he, he's super interesting. Uh, I was super interested in his arc. He was an awesome character. He was badass. Um, wonder woman's cool just cause she's a wonder woman, but she doesn't do anything other than be wonder woman. Same thing mm-hmm. with same thing with really all of them. Uh, you know they're just themselves which is it's how it is in the avengers it's the ensemble film like for the most part and i'd say both justice league and the avengers the care well in the in the avengers films there's like big overarching ones you know like a lot like you said with captain america versus iron man like there's long changes that happen throughout but really the focus on those isn't the individual characters changing it's it's the ensemble film. Yeah. So I think you have to look more at the group on those. 
Okay. That's my That's my my argument is yeah, like the Avengers films, all of them are not the most character focused. They're they're more story like kind of no, they're not story focused at all. I'm, they're more they're definitely victory laps. But mm-hmm. what I was I'm specifically saying, I don't see how you could say that the Justice League has better story or character arcs than any of the Avengers movies. So like I could point out what little character development there is in each one. There are conflicts they have to be resolved in order for the plot to work. No, that does not exist except for Cyborg in this movie, in my opinion. Okay. I think that the overarching story in Justice League is deep and complicated enough to resolve those issues for me of not character development. What is the story you're talking about? To me, the story is how do we get to where Superman is a bad guy? That's the story of Justice League. That's okay. How so, do we get, or how do we get? How do we get to where Superman is a bad guy? So that I'm. I, I want to like do. I don't know if it's a side comment on that, but so I don't like Superman. I never have. No. He's he's too powerful, and he's so blatantly broken and can do anything that I think in DC Comics they they have to constantly work around that. There's never any real yep. threat. Because Superman exists, and if there's a threat to Superman, then everyone else is irrelevant. Right. Because so because so he's just that powerful. So that's not a statement on this movie. That's that's a statement, you know, on just the DC universe in general. And it's something that they they do have to work around. You know, like Superman had to be gone in this movie, otherwise there's no threat. And guess what? He shows up, and boom, the threat's magically over. Yeah, and they still can only solve the problem by having Superman. Yeah. Which yeah. is, it's it's a hole you're in in DC Universe, is that you have to have Superman. I still, I want to hear this piece, though. So the, the story of this movie is how do we get to Superman being a bad, bad guy? What, yep. describe to me the parts of this movie that were dedicated to that story. I, it's, I don't see it. This, so this to me is like uh, how they set up Thanos in the second Avengers or first Avengers? Like, you don't really know who Thanos is. You know of Thanos, and you, like, get peaks at Thanos, I, I, right? I think the the stinger at the end of the first Avengers was Thanos, but mm-hmm. yeah, the, the, they didn't it. even mention him by name. I think only the comic book nerds was like, oh, my God, that's Thanos. Right. And the epilogue that we saw with Jared Leto was what um, Zack Snyder wanted the stinger to be in the original. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So yeah. they're setting that up. So to me, this whole movie is setting up another movie that would allow that battle to happen, which is what so Avengers movies are all the way up to Infinity War. Except they, they're still an entertaining story. I, I would, yeah, if you I said that is. to me, the I would take that as a criticism of this movie, saying the whole thing is a setup for Superman for another I movie. I think that's the I would take big, that as a criticism. If you zoom out far enough, that is the bigger story. The story uh, that, of this movie is like, Steppenwolf and the mother boxes and how do we get the world to unite again and fight this power even though we're not united and we don't know who these protectors are what if all the protectors are dead how do we how do we save the world that's the story of this movie I just, but I think I the bigger zoom out is how does Superman become a bad guy because that's the more interesting I mean, story is bad Superman that, that is a fairly that is a fairly interesting story but mm-hmm. I don't want to spend four. Or I don't want to spend two and a half hours, and I certainly don't want to spend four hours watching something just to to get to that point. Like, but you I described the a hundred hours of Marvel movies to get to Thanos. They're telling something interesting in the meantime. That's my problem. I was going to say, okay. both the the plot of this movie I would describe is bad guy gets a MacGuffin, heroes team up to fight him to get it back. That's also the plot of the first Avengers movie exactly, yeah. and that's yeah. it's a. It's a dumb plot that serves the purpose of getting the characters together so that we can watch them do stuff. What I'm saying is I can describe the interactions with the characters. That's what drives the story in the first one. Like, none of... They're all complete... They don't even know each other in the first Avengers movie. Uh, like They Nick don't know Fury, each other in Justice League. Yeah, I, I get it. So Nick okay. Fury pulls them together. There are huge conflicts. Like, okay, for example, like I said, like, 
Iron Man and Captain America hate each other in the first Avengers. They are they both think they should be the leader and they're completely antithetical to each other. Captain America is like the get the team together and lead them. Iron Man is like I can do it all by myself. I don't trust other people. Like the closest thing I can describe to that in Cap in the Justice League is Batman's trying to gather the team together and he goes Aquaman is Aquaman and Cyborg don't don't are not on board right away. Aquaman's just like, nah, man, I work alone. And then there's no interaction. He has no interaction with any of the other main characters. And then he just, the next time that Batman sees him is when he shows up to save the day at the end of the, at the end yeah, of the, the first battle. Because their mother box was taken. Right? Yeah, but that's, it's not interesting for, for them to be completely motivated, like motivated without interacting with any of the other characters. The point of the movie is to bring them together to see how they interact with each other, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And they don't do that. Every character has again so the the most interesting character development to me the most interesting character interaction is diana arguing with cyborg about why he should join and trying to convince him like you have two characters that disagree about something and talk about it and figure something out that is what the avengers movies are full of and what i think any good ensemble cast movie is full of and this movie i can think of like three max uh, like the, un the in the original romance between Batman and Wonder Woman. Oh, maybe that's looks. problematic at best. <laughs> a lot of looks. Uh, I, I I think I put a comment. Uh, Alfred condescendingly explaining to Wonder Woman how to make tea. Oh boy, <laughs> I feel like Joss Whedon directed that part. Oh uh, yeah, that's the best thing we could say about it. Uh, again, like the there's an interesting character dynamic between like Flash and Cyborg being the new kids that uh, don't know what the heck they're doing. And mm -hmm. in the original cut, which there's actually at least one scene of them doing that, like the grave digging scene is extended a bit. And this movie, they just, they're, they're, they're trying to have the cake without eating it. Like they don't have, Cyborg does, because Cyborg has to be darker in this movie, I think, they cut out any parts of him joking until the final battle scene. So he doesn't get, I distinctly remember at the end of this, when they do the, you know, money shot of them all standing at the top and Flash, like, goes to fist bump Cyborg, in my head, I was like, they did not talk in this movie. They, they did not have one buddy interaction in this movie. They did have one buddy interaction in the Joss Whedon version uh, because at the grave digging scene, it's a, lot, it's a longer in the original movie and they actually talk a little bit, at least. But you could tell they cared about each other. Because, like, uh, in a scene where, like, the Flash and Aquaman are talking, like, Flash brings up why he's being, like, kind of... Like, Flash seems to know him enough. Okay, show us that. There's... I don't think that's shown at all. That's fair. Show, don't tell. Yeah, I got you. Like, I, again, like, I, I, I found it really weird really to me when Aquaman seemed really concerned about the Flash. Again, he did seem to care about him. He was like... And he, he, Aquaman is concerned about the Flash when he's like has the jitters. He's concerned about Cyborg. He's like, it's not fair. His dad just died. And all I'm thinking the whole time is like, I haven't seen Aquaman talk to those talk to them. Like he doesn't, he doesn't actually talk to them on screen. Yeah, the the only so like sure it seems like they developed a bond when it, it, I don't the even only understand time that he really talked before then, like outside of you know the heat of battle was uh was when he was telling Batman like no I'm not gonna join your team we're stronger alone and then and then after that he you know I, I understand why he went to join them you know because you know the cube almost got stolen so he felt like he had to go join them but then all of a sudden he's just part of the team yeah and he's like again yeah, the next scene he seems like deeply concerned about some of the characters I'm like he doesn't know them he's he hasn't spoken two words to Flash or Cyborg. He has, like, I get the inner, the relation with him and Wonder Woman because they're both basically, like, ancient god kind of people. Well, I mean, Aquaman's not an ancient god, but, like, they both come from these cultures. They have that shared bond, and that's what they talk about. That makes some sense to me. He's like, you know, I hate my people even more than you do. Like, that, that makes sense to me. But when he's, like, when he's, like, concerned about the Flash's yips and he's concerned about cyborg's dad i'm just like you don't know these guys dude i think one of the problems with the place that dc put the people that make this movie is that avengers had plenty of opportunity to introduce you to almost every avenger before the avengers movie came out 
Yeah. So you felt like you kind of knew the characters ahead of time. Yeah, yeah. They didn't this, have to do that in Avengers. All they had to do right. was show them interacting with each other. And that's what everyone was excited for. Like, because, you know, we already knew, you know, Iron Man and we knew the Hulk and, you know, we knew all of them from their other movies. So then we were just excited to see how they interact with each other. Yep. And the problem with Justice League is Wonder Woman came out the same year. Aquaman came out the year after. There was no Cyborg. There was no Flash. So you know Batman. You probably know a little bit about Wonder Woman. And that's it. Yeah. So I think it's hard to develop the characters when DC or Warner, whoever, is Warner owned DC? I don't know. Um, when that company might be telling you, don't give anything away because we have a whole movie coming up. We're just going to launch the character and get you to kind of see them. And then we're going to do a whole arc afterwards. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we can talk about why the movie's bad. It just doesn't change for me that the movie's bad. (laughs) (laughs) Like, those are all very good reasons, but it it doesn't change the... I can't be like, all right, well, this movie was put in a bad place, so therefore I'm going to give it, like, give it, cut it slack. I'll cut cut everyone who made it slack, but not the movie. Because I think it accomplished its purpose. Did, Did it, like, fully flesh out, you know this new group and and how they came together no i don't think so but i think its purpose was to create this group the justice league to introduce you to the characters because again and i'm sure the studio knows like okay probably not everyone has seen the flash or knows Mm -hmm. who cyborg is or any of this stuff so i think the goal of this movie was we need to to show the justice league coming together show a bit about each character and then have them work together to solve some crisis while getting people excited for, you know, future, like their own solo movies and the future Justice League. And if right. you look it's at like it like that, yeah. ensemble movie. Yeah, like to me, this was like almost a, like a reset button on the, the DC cinematic universe because that's, that's how it worked for me. Uh, yeah, th- there were issues with this movie, uh, mostly with the characterization. Uh, you know, only Cyborg was super interesting. The other characters I sort of give a pass on because, like oh, like, like Wonder Woman, she had the, you know, what other Marvel characters had. She had other movies to explain her character. Mm-hmm. So then the fact that she just shows up in this movie, and I'm like, okay, like I already kind of know who she is, so I'm fine with that. Um, and it would have been in the same year, too. So it would have been like recent memory for people that are going to both. Yeah. So I, th- I think it I think it overall did a good job because, you know, I, I do want to see more of these characters now. Uh, yeah. And and I'm, I'm curious what happens, you know, with the Superman thing. Like I said, Superman. I want stuff. to see that I, sequel. Yeah. I want to see that sequel where they have to fight Darkseid and Superman. I want to see Jared Leto's Joker. Hello. I don't. What? I mean, they painted his face, but I don't know. Come on. I, I, mean, I thought I was going to have to argue with you about not liking that Joker. No, he's the worst uh, Joker of all time. I'll say, yeah, for from a studio exec's point of view, this, this did some... From, from a studio exec's view, I agree with you that it did its job. Like, I, I'm interested in seeing the that movie with the, the previous... Again... Uh, even though it was a little heavy-handed, I think they did more character development in that stinger with each character explaining why they were there or us being interested than, than the movie did. Uh, I, I, I thought that stinger it was interested. I'd, I'd go watch that movie. Uh, but for, from my perspective, from, the, from a consumer's perspective, the purpose of the movie is for me to have a good time. And I did for some parts. I did for the cool superhero-y parts. But, like, I don't think that... It introducing the characters and rebooting the universe should be the main job of the movie. I think the main job of the movie should be to be an enjoyable movie that people wa- like watching. I think we should also, I should also point out that I'm not looking this at this as what a consumer release of Zack Snyder's vision would be. This is Zack Snyder's vision, period. Right? So it would probably be two and a half hours if he released it to a mass audience. Um, but I did like the fact that he could somehow mix like indie, like if you think of, um, what was that movie we watched with, uh, Meth Damon? It was like about Oklahoma, but we didn't know it at the time with like Uh, Tony Collette was in it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking of ending things. Yeah. It felt, some moments felt like that where there was like 
you were just watching things happen, and you were just kind of supposed to like enjoy the moment. Um, like a lot of uh, Lois Lane was that. A lot of the Aquaman was that. Um, it was just more like, here's a shot, enjoy it. This is what I set up. Not necessarily moving the story forward, just kind of there, right? And then other parts were consumer superhero movie fights, which was, I thought the fights were really good in this one. Like, really entertaining fights. And I think the lack of CG helped for the entertaining fights. Yeah, I mean, uh, so for the the... the fight stuff like the the action the popcorn action i thought this movie was pretty good uh and a big improvement on the the original one in terms of this is the team up movie that we're actually teaming up in these fights for the most part uh showing off some cool combinations that you can't get in a solo movie i i thought that those were good parts uh i i want to be clear i'm not saying that like the the consumer movie like it has to be a this has to be a popcorn movie i'm saying that the the purpose of any movie is to elicit a reaction uh, not to set up another movie or set up a cinematic universe. I know that they're also doing that, but that's, I, I don't give the movie credit for doing that. They just, if they can do that, that's great for the studio execs. Like but I'm think thinking of anything as an indie film. It's eliciting. It's not just, Oh, I'm going to sit back and watch it. I'm going to think about it. But I don't think the glory shots of like, it's literally a minute long of Aquaman walking into the ocean in slow motion and drinking whiskey I don't think that that belongs in anything except for I don't a even director's know, cut a, straight to HBO. <laughs> a, a, that's that's fine. It's just, I don't want to watch it. No, that's fine. I have zero yeah. interest in watching that. This is a very indulgent, a self indulgent movie, is what this is. Yeah, this is him finally getting his chance to tell his story. Um, you know, the family tragedy that happened around why he left in the first place is something that's still probably heavy on his mind, and he was able to put out a story he enjoyed. And the story he wanted to tell in full, which a lot of directors don't get the chance to do. So I think that with that in mind, um, and going into it with kind of this, I thought it was going to be like this, exactly what it was. Like, moments of very much self-indulgence where you're like, okay, come on. But then around that are a solid story. Like, a story, and what I mean by solid story is the character motivations made sense. I cared about what they were doing and I was invested in the ending. That to me is a good movie. The a watchable movie, right? And the fact that you want to see another one tells me that the movie succeeded in that it was good enough that you're like I'll sit through another one of this, right? Yeah, if honestly, you, if you look at this outside of the, you know, like Nate was saying, okay, so if you ignore the fact that okay, you know, it's setting up a universe and it's doing all this and if you just look at the story of this movie, it was it was very simple. There was nothing revolutionary about it. It you know it's like you said. It really was pretty much just the Avengers one plot. Um, but there's nothing inherently bad about it. It's just nothing we haven't seen before quite a few times. So I I don't think that the this individual story of this movie was particularly strong. But I also don't know that it needed to be. My main issue is that I think that the self-indulgent stuff that I was talking about uh, detracts from that simple story because the, there are points where it just come the like the momentum of the story like screeches to a halt. And again, the second half, like once Steppenwolf steals the the box and the clock is on and they're like going about it, it's closer still like the scene where they're re, re like re bringing superman back it's so long like they're there it is part of the skill of making a movie to like be able to keep people's interest and that's why you don't get those self-indulgent shots and there's just there's just too many for me that's where where i'll i'll leave it there okay uh i think the the ending was 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 good but i would say like i Without the singer, I would I would have said no if you'd asked me if I wanted to see more of this universe. I'm, the stinger was a good example of very, like very good economy of storytelling. Like there's so much that is mysterious. I think it's easier to do with a stinger because you can just leave everything up to mystery and you don't have to pay it off right now. But it was, it left. It, there was enough intrigue that I'm interested in seeing another one. I want to know how the characters got to that point, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It was a good stinger. Without that, I would have said. No, like I, I, I don't really care if they're just gonna do Dark Side is Thanos, like another 
where another iteration of this. I'm not interested in seeing that if this is all we're going to get. Do you think if this came out in 2017, you would feel differently? Yes. I, th- I if think they that. cut this for theaters, I would have. Yeah, yeah probably. If, if it was two and a half hours long, and again, that would cut out those indulgent shots, and it yep. was just a team-up movie, and they... I'd still be like, I wish there was more character interaction, but it would have been better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see. I, I think part of the, you know, because it has that, that simple storyline. Oh, it's just, you know, the guys getting together and then they, you know, fight the bad guys, stop them from getting the object to destroy the world. Like, part of the reason that that's judged so harshly is, you know, because we, we've seen it a lot. That's, it's not only the 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 storyline for the Avengers, that's kind of the storyline for probably most of the Marvel movies. You know, it's... Yeah. yeah, I mean it's it's a very simple way to, to yeah. move the story forward. Yeah, and, and you know, and, I'm and just it's, saying it's good like, for showcasing superheroes. Yeah. yeah. But again, in this I then what I would have liked to have seen is like more about Flash being self-conscious as the new member of the team. Uh again, Cyborg no notes, honestly. Uh pretty much happy with with how that went. Like he's he doesn't like his powers, he grows to accept his powers. I guess I have one note, and it's that the scenes of him in the internet were weird to me. Uh, yeah, when he did the thing with his hand and made the money, I was like, "Why can't he just think money?" Um, they have, you know, why just, they I, have to like show it for. I know, but well, I hate and, that. And, I just, the, I just hate that stuff. The thing that I made me laugh stuff. too is like, oh, you know, you have complete mastery and control over this, and yet every time he sends a message, you got to do like the shaky screens <laughs> and the, the the text with alternating caps and. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, so but yeah, like, so he, he can't get this the screen to stabilize, but no. it's 2017, dog. I that. <laughs> but yeah, even in that case, I would have liked to see more with the Flash. I would have liked to have seen, uh, like, Batman and Aquaman actually fight it out about being on the team or not. I would have liked to have seen, uh, like again, like Diana could have convinced Aquaman to join because they have a lot more in common. There's there's a lot of like the the whole point in my opinion is to see the characters interact with each other. Sure. What is the plan or have they announced the plan for this universe going forward? None. There isn't one. Really? Hmm. Yeah, After 2017, I'm pretty sure they were like throw it in the trash. Yeah, they did. They said they were, they're dissolving the universe essentially. So, so every movie lives on so its own. So dramatic. Yeah. See, that's kind of a bummer like so hopefully they're hoping this this movie is what generates the interest for them to green light some stuff or if you Google uh, Zack Snyder's ideas for justice league two and three, they're out there spoilers, um, but they're out there and you can read them and they're from what I've heard pretty amazing. People have talked about like doing a flashpoint movie. That's like a mm-hmm. big event in the DC comics where flash changes the future or the past and it changes everything. So they could totally reboot the, the universe doing that. Uh, and again, Flashpoint, you get a lot of interesting things happening, like a lot of what-if scenarios with characters and seeing how they act in different ways. Was the Stinger Flash the same Barry Allen? Uh, I think so. Okay. I just didn't get a good look. He had the new mecha suit or whatever. But yeah. I don't know. He seemed kind of different. I think he just seemed older. He's like the young kid. I think Battle they gave him a... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he should be the one who changes. Like, Batman shouldn't right. be really different at all. Cyborg seemed more confident. That's exactly mm-hmm. how we should seem. Flash, like, again, the Stinger did more, in my opinion, developing the characters than the entire movie. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was a good good piece of work. Uh, I'm going to read you some of the notes I took while watching this movie. Uh, it's crazy what can happen when you give a story time. That was just a one-off on, like, wow, give it some time. Better than yeah, the about, Avengers. About four hours. Interesting about four the... hours will be good. <laughs> Yeah, I did that very early on. Better than the Avengers. Second, the second thing I wrote, I think it was very early. Like right when you, I think Steppenwolf was going after. It was before they introduced Flash. When I said that, I just don't see uh, how you can come to that conclusion. That's, that's I, I don't see. Here's do think, here's the thing. I'm not going to argue which one is better. I would probably say that overall the Avengers is better, um, but. I, I wouldn't I don't feel that strongly or have the knowledge you know of this movie yet to to like actually argue it, but I can't see arguing that this one is better. 
Okay. I they're close. I think if I rewatched Avengers tomorrow, I might have a different opinion. But no, I don't think so. I didn't really. I really didn't like the first Avengers. I thought it was such a waste of time. I, it's crazy. Like I, I can hear. I will hear so many more criticisms about like the last ones. It's like they're they're indulgent, and it's the exact same thing of like the slow mo seeds, like fan service scenes, like bogging things down. Yeah, this isn't even fan service. That, that's that's Zack all. That's all. Endgame is for I'll, sure. I'll I'll hear yeah. those criticisms because those movies were ridiculous. They were just like, okay, I wouldn't I wouldn't tell someone who doesn't love Marvel to watch. Avengers Endgame or Avengers Infinity War. I would tell them to watch the original Avengers to try to convince them that they like Marvel. But, but like, if you don't like Marvel already, those movies are ridiculous. That's There's yeah. no argument there. But I think that this doesn't meet either of those qualifications. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Do you think The Flash is creepy? Creepy? The in Flash, what way? The, as a character, stroking, like stroking Iris's face. Yeah, yeah, touching the wiener. That was kind of weird. That was so weird. That was so weird. Oh, I, was, I don't. I was just. I, I think giddy he's, to make fun of that. I, I, I think that he's scene. intended to. You know, he's he's the comic relief of the group. He's the he's the goofy uh-huh. guy. Um, yeah. And and so I think he kind of got the short end of the stick because he's the goofy guy, but he doesn't get a lot of characterization. So. That's fair. Yeah. So you know, he they kind of start something with like. You know, him visiting his dad, but then that doesn't really go anywhere. And then after that, he's just, you know, the, the characteristic goofy guy, and, and that's his character. So I'm hoping... He felt like he was... Yeah, I'm hoping right. they, like, expand on that. Or maybe you have to watch The Flash on CW. No. Nah, I don't think that's, that's the answer. very different. That, uh, that comes to... Okay. I think The Flash was added for Punch-Up. Like, whoever did Punch-Up on this movie, they were just like, all right, find The Flash and make something funny happen. Yeah. Uh, do you think the Flash has sex really fast or really slow? I mean, I, I would he say accidentally kills people. I know because if he slows down time and he goes a little too fast, or like his cum comes out normal speed when he slowed down, he's gonna go through some. Oh, yeah. How would that happen? It's the age old debate. I so, he, so theoretically, he could test it by spitting. Right? What happens when uh-huh. the Flash spits? Is it supersonic? Yeah. Or does it just become normal as soon as it leaves him? I feel like it would be supersonic. Because he is the one activating the spit. Yeah. Like his yeah, you're mood, right. You're right. I, I agree. I think, he, I think he would kill someone if he, <laughs> if he like did his time slow down. So thing. he'd never be able to slow down. Well, he's okay, so he'd have normal sex. That's good. Um, I called Aquaman and Cyborg the GOP superheroes. They don't care about the fight until it happens to them. <laughs> That's fair. Yes, I I don't judge Cyborg about it. No. Um, because, you know, come on. He just had It's his... like Mitt Romney or John McCain. You're like, all right, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, all right, we'll let, we'll let this slide. Um, yeah, I wasn't a huge... Because I think Aquaman's actually really cool in the mm-hmm. in this, in this current cinematic universe. Um, I think he's a badass, like... If you just describe Aquaman in this, you know, age of like Marvel and DC movies and stuff, and you're like, oh yeah, and then there's Aquaman, and he can talk to fish, and he's he's a real good swimmer. Um, he he doesn't sound cool, but he's a badass, and in this movie he does badass things. But he's yeah. um, I don't know, he's 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 almost dislikable, uh, outside of the fights and things. Yeah. And and again, you know, they, they didn't really have a whole lot of interaction outside of, you know, him being sort of the contrarian in the group. So that's how he comes off. But you don't really, he, he doesn't have any reason for it other than, oh, I, I work better alone. Right. And I, again, this is pre-Aquaman movie. So this might be them just setting up, forcefully being set up for a movie, which would suck. Wait, they already the had the Aquaman is, movie. Nope. 2018. Not, yeah, not before, not before Justice League originally. Oh. Yep, yep, yep. yep. I'm saying you, you only need one scene to show that Aquaman has a chip on his shoulder, not four. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> but it washes off every time he gets out of the water. Um, I, I wrote down Aquaman as Chris Angel. He had that one scene where he like, went like this, going into the water, and I was like, you're such a fucking tool. That uh, I, it might be my least favorite scene of the entire movie. Yeah. Uh, let's summarize. 
he shows up and saves a guy on a boat. Fine, though we don't even see him do it. And then he drops him in a bar, is a total dick, and then spends a minute drinking an entire bottle of whiskey while slow motion walking out onto a pier. What must the people of Norway think? I don't think that was Norway because they were speaking English. I don't know where it is. But yeah, it wasn't his hometown where all the like crazy ladies wanted to bone him. Yeah. Um, I mean, you have to be crazy not to want to bone him. That's fair, yeah. Villains here make sense. Character motivations make sense, yeah. I mean, Uh, you say the villains make sense, which is true, but also the villains are just generic bad guy who wants to take over Mm -hmm. the world. So... You know. yep. Yeah, he he just looks better in this one and has a, a bit of character, like a bit of motivation rather than the, zero motivation. Yeah, the first one I was so pissed at the villain. I was like, "What the fuck are you even doing? Who are you? Why do I care?" Like, I didn't know any of that. This movie, I was like, yeah. "Oh no, this all I makes still, complete sense." I still hated almost every line of dialogue from Steppenwolf when it drove me so crazy in fight scenes. Like, there's when he just like stops and is like, "You are the Amazonian." <laughs> and then he spends like 15 seconds explaining to Wonder Woman who she is. And I'm like, all right. Mansplaining. Mansplaining. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I mean, that's not my main concern with it. But yeah, it definitely came across that way since she's the only one he does that to. But uh, he spent, every time he interacted with someone, he just like was like, you are this. Uh, as I gonna, hated it so much. I'm going to repeat something from the Honest trailer for this, which if you haven't watched it, it's hilarious. Um, they were talking about how most of his dialogue is just explaining to his boss what he did and why yes. why it did or didn't work and i, I think from back. your explanation of the, your hatred of this movie if they would have taken half that time and spent it with like the event or the dc superheroes talking to each other you would have loved this movie it would have been a significant improvement especially because <laughs> the second time he meets with with dark side he's like we we are the the paratroopers are tracking down people with the scent of the box. We will interrogate yeah. them. And then the third time, he's like, what have you done? And he's like, we have found people who have the scent of the mother box. <laughs> we are interrogating. He says we are interrogating them again. Yeah. I was like, is he saying the same exact thing on I mean, the third we, visit? We've all sent that email or did that post in Slack <laughs> where we're like, yep, still, no, still doing yep, that. Still, Internal still monologue. He's like, I already fucking told you before. this, dude. Get yeah, that it's database it's been an hour, man. Like, Give dude, me a break. Dude, this is an entire planet, and I gotta find a, a cube? <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? Are you kidding me? All I got are these fucking flying people that's people somehow confuse with bats. Somehow. <laughs> somehow, they're like, that's a bat. trying to unionize? <laughs> I've never seen insect wings. It's a bat. <laughs> yes. Oh, I thought, the I thought they were going to try, and, and they didn't, thankfully, but I thought they were going to try and make that a thing. Like, is this going to be a point of conflict in this oh, movie yeah. where, the, you know, oh, Batman's going to be the bad guy because people are mistaking these multiple Because the worst demons. sketch artist in the world drew this fucking sketch. Like, he had wings. Oh, so like this? Is it like a cape? No, it's wings. He had wings. It's like they were playing Pictionary when they were trying to fucking explain this to people. Like, you can't say anything. Just tell me with your hands. Um, I wrote the CGI, and this is still better than Wonder Woman 1984, which I stand by. True. True. Uh, and I want to see more. So, yeah, I think I think overall I enjoyed this movie, even though it took a long time. So, maybe the I think... drink. Go ahead. Go ahead. No. Oh, I, I was going to say, I think the only way that I would enjoy this movie is I, if I watched it with you guys in person and we were allowed <laughs> to talk trash. The whole time. This see That's this. I think this would be a good movie for that. Yeah, you know what we could. Do? I wrote. Oh god. We could do a live stream of us watching the movie with a little timestamp in the bottom, so you can see what timestamp we're on. You can watch along with us. Skip, skip, and then we it. can shit on it. Yeah. All right. For four hours. All right. Before you get to the drink, notes. I did. I did take some notes. Uh, I wrote intro longer isn't better. Uh, it's nine minutes long of no dialogue, just just Superman screaming and shit happening. Uh-huh. Uh, that is, it's completely unnecessary, and I won't hear anything against that. They they did not set up anything necessary in that. Um, I wrote, do all the Amazonians just stand around in that room guarding the box with their weapons drawn all for centuries? I, no. It's been it's been over a thousand years. They they showed the same thing with the Atlanteans when they showed uh-huh. the Atlantean box, and they were literally just guards on standby with spears, and I'm like. Yeah, it's, you it's can't. Been you can't have years, one guys. guy at the door, or what? Just a camera on it. Yeah. Oh shit, it's moving. Yeah, my Logitech yeah. camera beeped me an hour ago on my phone. 
Uh, let's see. <laughs> I wrote 18 minutes in. Nothing interesting has happened yet. <laughs> I believe that's getting into the the Wonder Woman scene, which uh, oh, yeah. again, I just I don't I don't see why that happened. Uh, I wrote the lasso of exposition compels you. <laughs> the only she uses the lasso for is to get people to explain the plot. Hey, my favorite. My, that's a it really got device. me in this one because she held the guy up and she said, "Who you? Who are you?" And his exact words are, "We are a group of international nihilistic terrorists." <laughs> and I was like, even if he was telling the truth, he wouldn't describe himself that way. No, it was really weird. Um, it's like worse than water, water torture, apparently. Yeah. Uh, I wrote Wonder Woman just murdered the fuck out of that guy for no reason. Oh my god! In the honest truth, they were like. She goes to console the group of girls to tell them they can do anything as his blood drips down the wall across from them. I liked in the, the pitch meeting for this, he was like, they explained that she stopped a bomb and she was like, she was like, and then she blow, she stopped, like kills the the leader by blowing up half a city block. And she's like, why wouldn't he just knock her out if he's trying and to she, stop an explosion? She's like daintily like toothbrushing dirt out of this statue and then five minutes later in a museum she just explodes a whole wing <laughs> yeah, yeah that's fine much. we don't need that stuff uh i wrote uh, i think i wrote this during the flash scene uh again the, some the music for those for those as we can just refer to them from this uh uh self-indulgent scenes is the most ba- one of the most baffling things to me go back and watch the flash scene it's the only part where they just put in a random like actual song with lyric it's so weird it was just like we're introducing flash it's a funny scene then cut to the cool slow-mo and they just start playing this random song it was so weird and they also did it with aquaman in the in the slow-mo scene of him walking out they just started playing this king song i don't know what the hell it was it doesn't match any of the rest of the movie like again part of your job is making the movie totally consistent it was really i mean we didn't have Trent Reznor as music supervisor. Like, we're not going to have an A-plus fucking score like Mank. Like, I, you got to I'm upset that. about it. Uh, I agree. That's fair. All right, this is my first note. That was a plus. Uh, that Mind Spider was fucking terrifying. Oh, that was sick. Uh, where he, yeah, projected the Atlantean's mind. That was, that that was, was awesome. Cool. I thought he was about to, like, crawl in his mouth or something. I was yeah. so scared. I was on edge. Yeah. I was like disappointed, but also still it was a different cool concept when yeah. it projected yeah, it the thing. Really I was like, all right. Together. That is, uh, so I will say that caused concern later because I'm like, he's sitting there and as he explained multiple times, he's interrogating people. Why? Yeah. He's got mind spiders. Yeah. yeah There's literally no in point there. in asking anyone any questions because like, what, what, if, what if they're lying? I think they die after. Right after. Yeah, what does fine. he care? That's fine. It's yeah. a short term thing. You won't get care. enough info maybe. Mm. He was he was torturing a guy in the scene of the first battle, and then he kills that guy, and then he does try to mind spider uh, Cyborg's dad. So he's like, all right, this isn't working, and then he might. Maybe I have to be scared first or something. Yeah, if only we trigger. had been explained in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> I wrote literally one after the other, another plus, Cyborg fleshing out is way better, and then immediately minus, the Cyborg scene got weird really fast. When he goes into the internet and just starts walking around in the internet. It's God. really fucking weird. He didn't walk through the racist part of Twitter, though. That's pretty <laughs> nice. That's a good choice. It's also a weird choice Twitter of words that. saying cyborg fleshing out when it really kind of the opposite happened. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> kind of hardened up. Uh, yeah. I wrote Al- Alfred Mansplating T. Oh, uh, that just hurt me physically for a minute. That was cringe. It's just like so <laughs> Let it mash. Weird. Let it mash. A couple minutes. Don't touch it. I know. I was like, come on. Come, stop. Like, you're such a twat. She, she's like thousands of years old, dude. She knows what tea is. <laughs> she uh, I wrote Chrysler money shots. Uh, All over. Product placement drives me nuts, but and it always happens. You know, every time Iron Man's driving a car, it's product placement. But there's definitely a phone. scene. Where they I, I need an start American on hamburger. the Chrysler logo on the front of the car and then slowly pan all the way across the car for yeah. a solid 30 seconds. You think this movie's free, Nate? Come on. <laughs> uh, I just noted that in the Rikers fight scene, after things have like stopped, I saw this little rat crawling in the background and it occurred to me that someone took the time to CGI this little rat that looked really scared. <laughs> and I enjoyed that part. Stuart Little. 
Uh, I wrote Steppenwolf spending a lot of time telling Wonder Woman who she is. Uh, I wrote, it was, again, tonal, uh, right after Cyborg's dad dies, they are, like, back to cracking jokes within 30 seconds. It's real weird. And then they get sad about it again, but they, like... They're like, Cyborg's dad dies, and Cyborg's like, we gotta go, we gotta go. He he sacrificed himself to get this heat thing. I yeah. didn't write down what the joke was, but immediately after he says that, someone makes a joke. And I was like, his dad just died right in front of you. It's all the Flash has. Yeah, you sure. gotta lighten, someone's yeah. gotta try and lighten the mood. And maybe, yeah. maybe you end up looking like a dick, but someone, <laughs> someone's gotta, you know, take that we'll step and that. be like, well, hey, guys. All right. And my, my final note before I sat back and enjoyed the, the final third of this movie, the big action scene. And Ben, if you can answer this, it rescues the whole your whole argument about setting up Superman. Why the black suit, Superman? Explain to us why anything without knowing, without having knowledge outside of this movie, why, why the black suit? I'm sure it's a nerd callback, just like Thanos. Yeah, yeah. Deflecting, deflecting to Marvel? You're better than that. It's. I still don't take that comparison. Like it, in Marvel, it would be fan service, but there would be a reason why he put on the black suit. He just walked through a hall of suits that I'm sure that's like the Marvel comparison when he's walking through and all the suits are coming out. I'm sure those were like fan servicey. Oh, cool! It's the mecha suit because there was a big bulky one. I don't know why Superman needs that. So and then it, it says- gets to the classic suit suit, and then he's like, ah, I think black, and then just walks out. That's the end of that um so here's literally what it says uh the black suit is known by a number of names including recovery regeneration and solar suit at its core the suit uses a practical the suit uses a practical one so it's since it is said to contain restorative technology as superman recovers and heals so it's put on by the recovery pool in his ship um it allows him to absorb radiation of the sun where his powers come from more vigorously um, it serves as a transition period between his death and return to his hero work. So that's why he's still wearing the black suit in the bad times. So all they had to do is like a throwaway line about wearing what? a suit because he's injured. Yeah, just Flash as goes, am I two, colorblind? As his two dads yeah. were talking to him about yeah. all yeah, this that shit. Was, that was pretty funny. Kevin Costner and Russell Crowe could only be a, afforded to do voiceover for this movie. So here they are. <laughs> um Here's here's my idea for the drink. A mint julep. I I'm not getting anything other than I'm curious why. So Jake in the past has made mint juleps from scratch. Simple syrup, right? Yeah. What's the process for simple syrup? Is it easy or is it difficult? It's incredibly simple. What about the first time? It's it's more work than you put in for other drinks, I think is your point. You do have to uh-huh. make it. Yeah. There's a little bit more effort you gotta put in. It takes a little bit longer. But when you get to the end, it's very refreshing. So I'm going with mint julep. And the more times you make it, the easier it gets. So like the second time around, you're like, okay, this makes more sense. I got this. I was hoping simple syrup was really hard to make, but apparently it's not. No, you just take <laughs> one part sugar and one part water and you boil it. Until the sugar disappears, and then you put it in oh, the fridge. Is, what's the... How do you make caramel? Isn't that like basically the same thing? Caramel is a little more complicated. You take sugar, and you cook it, and that's it. But whenever you're making anything candy or sugar-related, it has a very specific temperature range. So, like, within a couple of degrees. Oh. And then you have to stop cooking. It won't look like caramel, but you have to stop cooking it, take it off the heat, and then it'll caramelize. Are there any booze drinks with caramel? I'll, that makes a lot more I'll circle this metaphor fully around. Yeah, this is like a drink where it calls for caramel and you custom make it. And yeah. if you fuck up even a little bit, it'll be bad. It'll and most people it. do. <laughs> what is that drink? I'm going to stick with mint julep until I Google something and find something better. So the I'm episode is titled caramel's something a little else. Burnt. See, I, I was going to say you need something like beer because if you have liquor with this movie then you're going to be shit-faced by the time you're a third of the way through the movie (laughs) i like that all right we're going with a nice stout enjoyable and it takes like a month to get there (laughs) it's it's an acquired taste (laughs) and if it leaves the beer house everyone complains that it's not on tap anymore and then they bring it back after a whole campaign that's good 
Let's pull it right. out. I'll, I'll go with a homebrewed beer uh, that you you spent you spent this much time lovingly making it, and you think it's amazing, uh, but it really would have benefited from some other people contributing to the process. <laughs> All right, a homebrew IPA. I like it. Uh, let's get to the game. We're gonna do Apollo thirteen with Muppets. Uh, we have four people to cast, right? Four or three. Yes, four. Four. four okay. Yeah. So we'll start with Gary Sinise who played Ken Mattingly, who actually wasn't on the space shuttle. He was the one that got uh, some disease right before. Who do you have playing Gary Sinise? What Muppet? So my whole cast of four is it's independent of the movie itself. It's because I feel like you need four core Muppets, right? Yeah. And really I had three core Muppets. And then one comic relief. And this one was my comic relief. Because this is the one essentially talking to them from Mission Control, right? He's not up in the shot. So, and I had two. Because it it could either be Beaker (laughs) or Animal. But I want, yeah. yeah, I want somebody just, because I just would love that, you know. Trying to talk to them from Mission Control. But just going, me, me, me. Or the Swedish chef. (laughs) I like that. Beaker is a good one for that. Nate, who do you have playing Gary Sinise's character? I actually had Beaker as well for the same reason. Uh, Just mission control Beaker seems like the ideal situation. Panicking when something goes wrong. You're like, (laughs) I put Sam Eagle, so I'm going to go with Beaker as well because that's way funnier. (laughs) I like that. Uh, Who's playing Kevin Bacon, who played Jack Swigert? Who took the place of Gary Sinise's character, Ken Mattingly, on the ship? Gonzo. He seems like an appropriate major character without being a main character. Yep. Same. I did Gonzo as well. Yeah, and then he also has that, you know, oh, he could be the, not like the rookie, but essentially the rookie. Yeah, the stand-in. Yeah, yeah. Clearly isn't hard to cast because I picked Gonzo too, basically, and <laughs> being Kevin Bacon. <laughs> that's good. All right, that's great. Uh, Bill Ka- Bill Paxton played Fred Heisey. Don't know how to say that. Uh, who'd you pick? I picked someone I've never heard of before. I I put Miss Piggy. Nice. Just because I'm I'm if, yeah if you're seeing Muppets you need to have two staples. That's right. I did not have anyone for this because I have not seen this movie in forever. And like, I've seen it once probably. I thought we were doing a, a earlier one. Anyway, point is <laughs> I didn't have anyone and I didn't know the actor very well. So I didn't go up with anything. I did Scooter. He's the stagehand on the Muppet show. Mm. Apparently. I can picture him. Yeah. All right. Last one. Jim Lovell played by Tom Hanks. Who's going to play him? Let's all stay it on three. Ready? One, two, three. Kermit the Frog. Kermit. All right. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's a no, no Easy peasy. Yeah. Just Tom Hanks being Kermit is amazing. Yeah. Kermit the Frog. I will say, even even more so, I, I watched the trailer again, and I could hear Kermit doing all of Tom Hanks' lines. Yes. He's so wholesome in this movie. He really is. He's wholesome in everything. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, true. That's true. Uh, you can basically sub in Kermit for Tom Hanks in any movie. Him playing Woody. Yeah. There's a snake in my boot. <laughs> um... What's the next movie we're going to watch, everybody? I think um, it's an auteur week. We've got yeah, a couple to choose yeah. from. Gotta, Sound of Metal, Nomad Land, The Assistant, Another Round, Promising Young Woman. Um, I would say that you guys should definitely watch Promising Young Woman, whether or not we uh, do it for the podcast. We watch that one. It's okay. really, really intense. Really good. Okay. Uh, I'm planning to watch Sound of Metal and Nomadland. They both look really interesting. Same. Uh, coming up here soon. We also had assistant, the assistant on our list. Uh, yeah, all these all look really good. I, I, have, I have a no... giant heart on for Sound of Metal. 
Do you? Yeah, we, we gotta we gotta do it so that Ben, ben can take it off. I was, I was gonna s- I'm, I'm so starting long. to pick up because this has been on the list for a while now, and I think Ben's like, yeah. why, why haven't we fucking done this movie I, yet? I think you're gonna love it, Jake. Uh, it's about a deaf drummer. Huh? Yeah, you're gonna be all over it. <laughs> um, and I have no idea what the game is gonna be next time, but we'll have one ready for you. All right. So if we're gonna leave you with anything, it's watch the Snyder Cut in multiple sittings. And you might. Have <laughs> All right, you, you brought me back. I like you to say, yeah. watch the Snyder cut like unconditionally. Oh no, no break uh, that shit up. It's six um, chapters long. That seems like a good number of breaks. Yeah, yeah. Skip the first two. Time. You know, no. I wouldn't say that you have to skip the first two, but I will say that if you did skip the first two, you probably wouldn't even notice. Watch on your lunch break or something. If, if you That's just that kind of thing. yeah, if you just start watch it while this, you're doing the dishes. Yeah, if you just started this on chapter three for somebody. And then they're like, oh, yeah, this is pretty good. (laughs) Well, everybody, thanks for listening. We'll see you in a couple weeks. Enjoy your rum. Enjoy your cinema. We'll see you next time.